If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Why make choices in your life based on judgments instead of on your awareness of what would create the life and living you desire? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on atozen.fm. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Christine McIver, for today's show. It is Wednesday, April the 16th, 2014, and up in Canada, we are a little confused. Wait, no, we're not confused. Mother Nature's confused. We had snow yesterday, and it's freezing today, and we had such a beautiful weekend. So we're really hoping for some change in the weather. And if you're joining me today, I hope you're ready for some change in your life, because we've got a dynamic show packed for you today. So I would love to be your possibilities coach. Working together, we will co-create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I am a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, an Access Bars facilitator, possibilities coach, energy healer, radio show host, and so much more. My programs that I put together assist you in bringing more possibilities to actualization, whether in your personal life, your business life, your relationships, or any area you're looking for change in. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. I do charge for this, but the first five minutes are always free. So ask yourself right now, are you ready for more change? And are you ready to unravel the mysteries in your life to create the loving and living you desire? Well, today we have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Melissa May, and we are going to be talking about unlocking your secrets and learning to speak. Today's show, we're asking, are you tired of hiding? Are you tired of hiding and apologizing for who you truly are in the world? What if you no longer had to hide behind your secrets or the rules put upon you in this reality? Could that create the world for you to unlock your secrets? Your voice is required to change the world, and it is very much welcome. Are you willing to see yourself as the gift you truly be? And what a gift this woman, Melissa May, is. Now, I'm going to just read you a little bit about her bio. I'm going to bring her in. We're going to start this conversation. I'm going to tell you how I met this woman, and wow, was I blown away. So Melissa May is, among many things, a youth in crisis worker, body justice advocate, multi-time national slam finalist, and performance poet, and a salty feminist sass mouth from Oklahoma City. Now, wow, is a mouthful. She has a degree in youth ministry and Bible and theology that she is aggressively not using. We'll ask more questions about that one. She is a queer woman happily married to a man who does math and other things that she doesn't understand and makes jokes that sound much funnier in her head. That's why we get along. She is really only good at loving people. Melissa May, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inspired Choices Radio Show. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be fun. Um, So quickly, just to tell everyone how I met Melissa May, you know, I spend some time on Facebook. I do a lot of connecting with clients and friends there. And I was going through the news feed, and all of a sudden this picture came up, and it was something about Ursula. And I saw this picture of this woman. I'm like, what's this all about? And, you know, 
I click on these things. I, I especially love watching videos. And all of a sudden, I was like bombarded with the energy of this passionate woman who had something very important to say. And I was I was laughing, I was crying, and I was like, the energy that was going to me listening to you blew my mind. Oh, gosh, thank you. And, you know, and the, the universe moved me, and I just went, I'm sending this woman an email. I'm going to see if she'll be on my show. <laughs> and bada-boom, bada-bing, was it 10 minutes after I sent it, you responded? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was thrilled and could not be happier to hear. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, you know what? Kind of unravel your bio a little bit for us, would you? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do I work with youth um, in a in a shelter, like a juvenile shelter for children who've been removed from the home um, by the Department of Human Services for you know a multitude of reasons, um, and that really is where my heart and my passion is with with kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go to school to be a minister. Um, you know, when I was 18, when anyone's 18, I mean, do you really know what's going on in your life? I certainly didn't. Um, but I knew um, I knew I had a passion for speaking, and um, at that time, preaching was one of the most accessible outlets for me to do that. And so um, I went to school for Bible and theology. Um, you know, I was the first woman in my school um to like win the the homiletics, which is like the preaching award, um, caused a lot of trouble. Um, I realized about halfway through um, that there were parts of myself that I couldn't be accessing those channels of the world, um, specifically like um, the fact that I was queer and it was you know widely not accepted, especially by the denomination associated with my university and. Um, but I was already like $30,000 in debt from school, so I was like, we're just going to see this through. <laughs> so, um, you know, I obtained my degree. Um, I knew I didn't have a desire after working in ministry to continue working in ministry, especially um, until I could find a denomination or a church that was more accepting of, you know, same-sex marriage, more accepting of um, just, you know, people who live alternative lifestyles in general. So... Um, I am very aggressively not using that degree um, and still paying my student loans for it. So, um, but um, I, I did find another outlet to love on kids and speak light into their lives in a very dark time. Um, so um, I myself was in a, in a youth shelter when I was 16, and I remember how terrifying of an experience that was. So um, to be able to do that every day, to go into work and, and be able to to be kind of like a steady presence in their life of just love and to make them laugh and to teach them to love themselves, that's um, that's really my joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do access this world as a queer woman, um, uh, a queer woman of size, which is not always easy, uh, definitely uh, a staunch feminist. Um, married to a wonderful man who is my probably my exact converse in the universe, and I think that works really well um, because we can fill in each other's holes. So, um, you know, about three, four weeks after I told my parents and announced to the world that I was queer, I had been fall in love, and we moved in together, and then we got married. So, <laughs> it was... Uh, How does it get any better than that? 
Yeah, it was uh, it was really, um, I just felt like hmm, the universe definitely has a sense of humor, and it, it is being accessed in my life right now. So. That's awesome. So tell everyone what a slam poet is. Okay, so a slam poet is essentially a poet who um, doesn't just write their work to be read on page, they perform their work. And so uh, much of their writing is um, written with the intention of being performed by the author. Um, and a slam is just a competition. A lot of people think it's where you get on the mic and insult another poet, um, but it's not. Mm. Um, it's not like a it's not like a rap battle uh, via Eight Mile with Eminem. It's um, it's a competition where a poet has a set amount of time. Generally, the standard is three minutes and 10 seconds, and you have an amount of time to get up and perform a poem of your own composition, and then five random strangers from the audience who are selected as judges for that particular competition rate your poem on an Olympic scale from zero to 10. Hmm. And it's nerve-wracking and horrifying, and it's also ridiculous to put a number value on somebody's piece of art, but for some reason we all participate in it. I don't really know. Um, it's, you know, it was essentially, uh, it was, uh, it was in, slam was invented by a Chicago construction worker in the 1980s by a guy, Mark Smith, who was tired of poetry being solely in the hands of academia. He wanted to put it back in the hands of people. So, um, I kind of stumbled into slam, um, just attend open mics and haven't been able to stop. Um, competition is horrifying for me. I'm still so nervous, even though I've been on national final stages multitude of times. It's horrifying and it's beautiful. And it it puts a urgency behind your work. So that's that is what slam poetry is. <laughs> so so let's talk about that video that that <laughs> motivated this conversation today. Tell the world, I mean, I've posted the video everywhere, so if you're <laughs> listening, if you're listening to the live or you're listening in the replay, go over to my Inspired Choices uh, Facebook page and in the event page, you will see the YouTube link. It is friggin' phenomenal. But can you give us a little, uh, a little snippet of what that video is all about? Right. So um, a lot of times when poets get up to perform a poem, they have a general idea that they choose a vehicle to carry that idea. Um, and for me, a lot, lot of my writing is about body justice, um, not just from being a woman inside, but also just like watching the women and men that I love in my life navigate through a world that's really um, kind of clustered with, you know, like body negative things. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I first saw a picture of Ursula from The Little Mermaid, um, a doll that Disney created, um, this like designer villains line of, um, it was a, Ursula was always my favorite because she was a woman of size herself. Well, she was a half woman, Foxus, I guess, but, you know, I identified with her as a child because she, she had a body that looked like mine and she was confident and she was, you know, she was just like this, this like life force that I was like that, that is something that I can identify with. Um, and in this designer villain line, Disney had sized her down to a size zero. And she essentially lost 
so much of what makes Ursula Ursula, you know. And um, Ursula was a, a shape shifter, and she could change and choose the size that she wanted to be. And she, with intention, chose the the large body that she had. Um, that's who she wanted to be. And I thought there was so much power in that. So um, when I wanted to, you know, write about it, I wanted to really convey a message of the fact that, you know, our culture traditionally slims people down in order to make them obligatorily like designer Mm -hmm. and why they couldn't have made her a designer doll at the size that she was. Um, And so, you know, I I wrote this poem that does have a lot of anger and rage and um, a lot of the the kind of sassy life force that Ursula was. Um, So that's that's essentially what the poem is about is – imagining if Ursula were a real person and this had happened to her, me writing her a letter of condolence about what they had done to her to make her fit into this, you know, very standard box. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's phenomenal. And the, the part that I love about it is that you, you're showing up completely as you. Like, yes. I, I, I could feel your heart... Um, really conveying how this saddened you and how it was it was just displaying exactly what is going on in the world, how we are being conditioned, forced, manipulated, and really controlled to show up the way someone has decided is the correct way. And right. it, it, it's absolutely... It, 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 it's so sad for me because the world, you know, it, just like a field of beautiful flowers, the world is is brought together with the differences that create the beauty. And we're we're starting more now than ever, which really surprises me. We we're trying so hard, or society's trying so hard to get us all to line up and and yeah. to be the same and freak, how damn boring is that going to be? <laughs> My God, I just like, why would you do that? You don't want to step up to, you know, a buffet and eat the same food. You don't want to see the same flowers. Like, why in the world would we want to have the same bodies, the same laughter, the same smile, the same hair color? Like, oh, enough. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, and we don't want to be yeah. bored, right? We came here to be entertained. That's right. <laughs> I, I just, you know, you're... You're a woman who has taken on, you know, you've bit off a pretty big mouthful of work, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't do anything yeah. simple, eh, Melissa? No, no, I don't really know how to do that. It's <laughs> not in my DNA. It's <laughs> <laughs> not in my DNA. I totally am getting that from you. And yet you have such a tender heart. When you and I were speaking the other day, um, there's such a softness, such a gentleness, uh, such a kind and truly caring person who you want to step out there and make a difference in the world. Yeah, um, I do. I feel like uh, anything else that I do is kind of secondary to just making sure that people understand that there is somebody out there who loves them, mm-hmm. regardless. So um, I really feel like even all of my other, other callings and things that I invest my, my heart into, um, being there and being somebody who people can access in times of need, um, that's really my where my heart is. That's fantastic. It must have been initially for you how cruel people can be. It must have been very challenging for you 
to take that first step um, oh, to man. really being seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, horrifying would probably be the word I would use. Um, you know, it's really eye-opening because I, I access a lot of spaces, um, especially in the artistic community with SLAM, where people generally more accepting um, of differences, you know, uh, the different the different kind of narratives that we all, you know, exist in. Um, and so putting out a poem that, you know, was originally written for, like, an artistic community into general population of people is actually kind of terrifying because, you know, just regardless of the comments that are under the video, a lot of negative comments have made their way, like, specifically to me, like, by you know, my personal email or my blog or whatever. And so um, it was definitely startling um, to see there is still um, just a world of negativity out there to contend with and realizing that, you know, if this is happening to me and I have so much support from, you know, not just like my husband and my friends, but my artistic community, what it would be like for a woman who doesn't have that kind of support mm -hmm. to step into her own body and be visible in it. And so... Um, you know, you asked me when we spoke previously, are you willing to be visible? And I've really thought on that. The answer is without a doubt yes, because I can take so much more than somebody who doesn't have that support system. I'm I'm built for that. Like I'm I'm uh, I'm sized for that. So yeah. <laughs> there, take that, you buggers. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy to step into who you are because you have an entire, you know, kind of counterculture telling you that it's better to modify yourself to fit. But for me, I don't have molds to fit anymore. Um, you know, I'm I'm weaving this narrative of my life in in real time, and so you know, a lot of times I'm going to bump up bump up against somebody who doesn't want that narrative to be written, and that's fine. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop writing. That's fantastic. Listen, do not try to fit yourself into a mold, please, because the world, <laughs> the world deeply desires your voice, your presence, your input, even if they don't agree with it. There is no way we are going to make an impact and change the world and truly allow everyone to have a voice if everyone doesn't start taking the step forward, even if it's a small step. If you're someone like Melissa or like myself who's willing to be seen vis visibly, really publicly, step up in your own life and start taking that step forward. It will be terrifying and it will be beautiful, just like you just said, Melissa, in our yeah. chat room. It's it's. There's not a mold for you to be held in. There's not a mold for any of us to be held in. And when we will step out of that and realize the, the contribution and the gift and the presence that we be in the world, this is what is going to be required to change it and create the kindness that every single person I know is deeply yearning for. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants a place to call home, you know. Yes. Um, even if that's their own body. And I think that people live um, in war with their bodies so often oh, that yes. they don't realize it's a place of home. So true. So, so true. Um, it's it's just, it's so important for each and every one of us, uh, like your husband, Kay, special Kay, I think he's in here. Uh, your husband's in the chat room. That's cool. He said liberating. We do need to be liberated. We need to be liberated from our own chains. And, you know, there's yeah. so much There's so much we're going to be talking about. My God, I cannot believe 20 minutes has already gone by. Holy moly. 
How can we slow time down? Let's all do that together right now. <laughs> right. We're going to go for we're going to go for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue to expand this conversation. We would love for you to call in, ask us questions. Uh, you can come into the chat room, post your questions in there. If you'd like to call in, you can call in the states. You can call eight one five eight eight zero eight two five five in Canada. 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a the number 2 zen.fm or you can come over to a to zen.fm click on the chat button and join us live in the chat room so we're going to be back with Melissa in just a couple of minutes stay tuned and we will create more expansion right after this many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think what would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Wow, how can we... We're unlocking <laughs> secrets and we're speaking. We're speaking all over the chat room. If you're not in the chat room, man, you just are not having as much fun as we're having. Oh, my God, <laughs> Melissa. I'm so glad you brought all your friends. We've got people from all over the world. This is fantastic. You know what? It's yeah. It's... Let's get really deeply into what is it that others can be doing and, and moving past the, the judgments, the stigmas, the, the expectations of our family, of society. What is it that started to catapult you forward? Because you didn't just step into this from day one, right? Um, no, no, gosh, no. Um, you know, I, like a lot of people through school, and, and I'm still relatively young, I'm 27, um, so I'm, I'm not that far removed from, you know, like the world of high school is terrifying for anybody who's in it, regardless of what your body looks like. Um, but I spent a lot of time hiding. Um, I spent a lot of time 
even though I have always like made a kind of an effort to be visible in a public sense, like um, I just don't know how to keep my mouth shut a lot of times. <laughs> so um, I would woo, always woo, not keeping your mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, not in my DNA. Um, so I was always kind of like the person who would stand up for others, um, but. I didn't make the conscious choice to live in the body and be aware of it until actually pretty recently. So I've been writing about um, body issues for years. It was another poet friend of mine. Her name is Denise Jolly. Um, and she started this Be Beautiful campaign where um, another woman of size like me, she kind of stepped into her body and like really saw it for the first time um, and allowed herself to be photographed um, in different stages of dress and undress. Um, intentionally for 30 days. And she kind of challenged us, uh, us being another uh, poet friend of mine, Rachel Wiley, to um, to really be conscious of making our bodies visible and stepping into that and living in our bodies. Because it's impossible to possess a body and not live in it um, and oh, not absolutely. be conscious of it. Absolutely. So, um, So back in October of last year, um, she challenged us to do this kind of project with her where we wrote love letters to our bodies for 30 days. And the only, um, the only requirement was that we consciously step into our bodies in order to, to do that. So we, we consciously stepped into our bodies, were aware of our bodies, made our bodies visible, and, and wrote love letters to our bodies, which is actually kind of like a healing balm because you're really taught from a young age to say negative things about your body. It's almost like a female bonding ritual, you know, naming all things about your body that you'd change if you could. Um, you know, I learned it from my mother. Uh, I learned it from my friends, you know, oh, I, I wish I didn't have hips. I wish I didn't, you know, have, you know, like there's a, a scene in the movie Mean Girls where they're like, oh, my nail beds suck, you know, like <laughs> all the yeah. things that they would change. Um, and instead it's kind of here are all of the things that I'm thankful for. Here are all the things that you do for me that I never even am conscious of. So, um, yeah, that's really, it was really until October of last year when I was finally like making like a peace talk with my body. Um, and, and even in like since that time, um, the amount of, visibility that I've had in my body, like being comfortable with my body, being unafraid of my body has really kind of amped up um, because I'm conscious of it now. You know, a lot of times I make un unconscious choices to be visible spaces where, you know, if you're a person of size, really if you're a person at all, when you're mm -hmm. out in public, when you're with people, you're never not conscious of the space you're taking up. But um, instead of being apologetic about that, I s just decided to say, here I am, this is it, um, and, and being visible, especially um, for the people who really do feel invisible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting, we're, we're talking about other people being cruel to us, and yeah. about us learning to step up and step into our bodies to be aware of our bodies. Um, I think there's a bigger piece to this, uh, Melissa, the whole place of judging ourselves and judging our own bodies mm -hmm. and how we yeah. we can actually be crueler to us than anyone else can be to us. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. I say things to myself that I would never say to another human. <laughs> never. 
Right. Um, and, and what gives you the right to do that? Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we, when people say, you know, you're your own worst critic, um, I don't even necessarily think critic is a strong enough word for what we are to right. ourselves. Um, you know, we are our own torturer, hangman, executioner. We're the one who deems whether or not we're worthy to take up the space that we're offered by the universe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, whether you believe it or not, all of, each and every one of us chose to come here. And yeah. we, chose, we chose the vehicles that we were going to show up in. So how would it be if we all just stepped into those vehicles, owned them, loved them, touched them, caressed them, gave them the loving that we've all desired, give it to our bodies, give it to our souls, and, and then let's bring that energy out into the universe on the airwaves, in front of the TVs, you know, in our grocery stores. What difference, oh, my God, will we really truly be making then? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, if we recognize the power in the space that we possess, I mean, the possibilities are limitless at that juncture, really. They they truly are. And, you know, it doesn't matter what size you are. I mean, no. you know, you're a woman of size, and I'm thinking, wait a second, Melissa, we're all women of size. We're just different yeah. size. <laughs> right? right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I would... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> There's just, well, what was popping in my mind was, you know, we can be so cruel. Society can be so cruel. It doesn't really matter the size you are. I mean, you can be a size zero, and there's still going to be some critics out there, right? And and we are still mm-hmm. often criticizing ourselves regardless of how tiny, how large, how voluptuous our breasts, how sweet our booty, you know, how long the legs, <laughs> how, you know, whatever, Right. We, we're we looking for the criticism always. Where did that friggin' start? You know, I I don't really understand um, the kind of beauty industrial complex that's become the norm. Um, but you're absolutely right when you say regardless of what your body looks like, you're going to be critical of it. You know, I have, a, I have a younger sister who is, you know, by any world standards, <laughs> knockout gorgeous. She's beautiful. She models. Um, she's one of those people when you look at her, you can't really believe you're seeing her in real life, kind of beautiful. Mm. Um, and, and I always thought, gosh, if I could look like my sister, well, first I'd never wear clothes, which I rarely do anyway, but (laughs) I would never wear clothes. Um, and two, you know, how many problems would be absolved from my life if I had that? And, you know, but I watched my sister struggle with her own body and, and really, you know, the pressures that are put onto her by being, you know, a woman who can access that space with her beauty. And it's not much different than what I put my body through. Mm-hmm. So, and the the pressure to remain that size or that shape or, you know, it's not different. And I think that's the important thing that I, I wish women and men in general would understand is, you know, we all have our own struggles and our own issues, but the narratives that we're weaving, they're not so different from each other. Um, The things we go through, they're not different. And you're right. Mm -hmm. I am, I say I'm a woman of size, but it's not just me that deals with issues of, you know, body acceptance, body justice, body love. It's, Mm -hmm. it's people who have bodies, but you know, like that's the (laughs) common theme. Absolutely. Yeah, so, if you have a body, you have a body image issue. Right, yeah, absolutely. Even even people who seem on the, the surface extremely confident, it's not always as easy as 
you know, they present on the surface. You know, I come across as a fairly confident woman, um, and and 95% of the time I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't have to wake up every day and make a conscious choice to step into my body and love it. You know, it's not a one-time thing, body acceptance. It's something you have to make the conscious choice to do every day. Right. Right. We, um, I'm involved with Access Consciousness, and I'm not sure if you've heard of Access before or not, Melissa, but um, we do a lot of um, educating and training and facilitating and uh, energy healing around the bodies. And we teach people that our bodies, we are not our bodies, we are separate from our bodies, but that our body is like our, our best friend. And our body can communicate to us if we will communicate to our body and and speaking kind to our body like we would a best friend and right. the the change and i mean change as in ease not as in size the change that we begin to experience you know if you're someone who has pain or or some kind of uncomfortableness in your body when you begin to do this work you actually the pain starts to subside and it starts to dissipate and you become more comfortable with who you be and yeah. It's such a contribution to the world for each of us to step into that space of of loving who we are and 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 communicating with our body and being at ease and you know like you are going into these different locations and working with children the contribution you must be being to these kids teaching them to step into and and really embrace who they are that must just be changing your mind every single day, like just blowing it every single day. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, kids are, you don't, you, you're really just planting seeds. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you that I've seen tons of significant growth in them just watching them, but I know I'm planting seeds and I know that those will grow someday. Um, and so when I tell you know, with my girls, I tell them you're not allowed to say negative things about your body. And I tell them if they do say negative things, they have to go to the bathroom mirror and say 10 positive things that they like about themselves. Nice. Um, and they, they laugh at me and they think I'm ridiculous. And I'm fine with that. But they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives when they had to stand and look at themselves in the mirror and say 10 things that they absolutely loved about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's something that's lasting. So, you know, while they think, oh, Miss Melissa is a weirdo, you know, now, <laughs> in, in 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to remember, here is a time right. somebody did not allow me to speak negatively to myself. Right. That's that's fantastic. And what would it take for every person listening live, every person listening in the recording, everyone in the chat room to right now reach down on a part of your body that you're not in love with in these two seconds and say something kind? Right now. Okay, I'm challenging everybody. I'm doing it. Are you doing it, Melissa? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have strong thighs. My thighs have gotten me out of bed every day for 51 and a half years. That has never let me down. It carry, helped me carry two babies. I have the best thighs in the world. Mm. Um, I have a large, soft tummy. And even when it makes pants difficult to wear, it is so sweet to the touch. Mm. And I love it. That is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I love how this show has just (laughs) organically just fallen together. This is so much fun. Now, 
In a few minutes, we're going to go for another break. But before we do, Melissa, would you reach into your uh, tickle trunk of poems, um, the one that you were talking about earlier where you had to write uh, a love letter to your body? Yes. Would you read one of those for us? Absolutely. Um, Okay. It's a it's a little bit lengthy, but it's not terrible. I'll go I'll go relatively quickly. Okay. Dear body, I have been writing letters to you all my life. I have been using your long history of secrets to fill the breeze of hungry and wasteful spectators. Have molded you into a fist and then begged a crowd to laugh as I slammed you into yourself. I have shared you with the world a map to all of the houses of your fear, shown strangers with no faces how to hurt you. Once I said to you, you slow sickness, you sum of too many parts, you heavy and insurmountable burden, how will anyone find you in this forest of shame? Can anyone love a mountain? Once I said to you, you swollen apology, you wilting bud, you slow leaking cloud. This is what you deserve. Once I said to you, you are not sexy. You are not shine. You are not spark, not tinder, not flash, not smoke. You are not gorgeous, not naked, not deserving, not a body to be loved. You are not. And the answer, slow thunder voice. I am. I will be. I have always been. Unashamed. Pink glow, gorgeous intention, hung low belly, sweet high, always open, wrapped in this light, beautiful, unshakable, no apology, sexy, formed from worth, soft as hope, hard as forever, strong enough to anchor us in this storm, big enough for both our joy. I am, I am gorgeous body. For every moment I have written you an until thing. For every punchline I have finished, for every boy I have ever ripped from my own heart in fear, for every girl I was too afraid, too ashamed to kiss, for every scar, for your quiet holding in the din of my wounding hands, thank you, body. Thank you, body. Thank you, body. I see you exactly as you are, feminine, valid, soft, gentle, beautiful. I am so proud that you're mine. Huh. Holy macaroni, woman. <laughs> you should do this for a living. You're pretty damn good at it. <laughs> what they tell me. It's what they tell me. <laughs> that, that was, you had me on every word. Like, I was just hanging there. And that was absolutely fantastic. Like, seriously, Melissa, that the vulnerability that you are willing to be in the world, mm-hmm. vulnerable like an open wound, you step out, yeah. you you are willing to be seen, and you are willing to make the difference with yourself. Yeah. That is the gift that you be in the world. So, you know, yeah. every time you see, you, you hear a word, you see a snicker, you read something that is unkind, please know you're making a difference, e- even if it's just for me. Like, holy shit. <laughs> My God, I'm just like, yeah, like Miss Britton says, I love the passion in your voice. It's absolutely mm. true. You, you, The emotions that you share with your words, you're saying what many of us are haven't been willing to say and what would take for more of us to step forward like you are with, with whatever it is that we want to share. Yeah. 
Whatever it is that we want to be seen and the difference that we want to bring in the world, take a breath and take a step. Just let's friggin' do this thing. Let's start to change the world and create the joy, the kindness, the laughter, the play, so that there will be more possibilities for all of us. Yeah. Listen, we're going to go for a quick break. We'll be right back, and uh, we're going to wrap up our show already. Oh, my God. Well, hang on. We'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The bars is the first class in access consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255 Talk or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us our Skype name is a2zen.fm you can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca now back to the program Holy moly, we are back. This just this time has absolutely flown. We've got so many participating. How much fun. And Melissa is just completely blowing us all away. Wow. Aww. I can't I can't wait to listen to the show again, even though I was the one hosting it, because I want to hear all the things you said again. So right. Melissa, no. the time is going so quickly. Um, please tell all of our listeners about what's going on in your world, and I want to tell them all where to connect with you. So you have a website called Melissa May, M-A-Y, poetry.webs.com, yes? Yes. Yes, ma'am. And then <laughs> you're a... <laughs> I told her before the show she can't call me yes, ma'am, but she's still doing it. All right, I'll let you off the hook. So um, on Twitter, they can find you, uh, Melissa May, on Twitter, is that correct? Uh, Melissa, it's Melissa Mayonnaise. Okay, okay. Mayonnaise. Um, so it's M A Y N A S E, and that's my Twitter handle and my Tumblr handle. And your Tumblr, okay. And you have mm-hmm. a book that's coming out soon. What's the name yeah, of the book? I, um, but well, I have two books coming out this year, but I do have a book um, that's related to very much what we've been talking about. It's called Sparkle Fat, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is 
it is all poems about the body, and a lot of a lot of the a big chunk of the manuscript came from um, my thirty my thirty love letters that I did about my mm. body in October. Um, you know, it was it was fantastic. Like I have a se- a separate manuscript called Swallow the Wild that's coming out this year as well um, from Tired Hearts Press. Uh, but when I um, I submitted that manuscript and it was it was you know accepted in a, kind of a competition. Um, Word Stamps Press actually approached me because they had seen the blog that I kept on my Tumblr where I posted my 30 love letters, and they said, we want to publish this. <laughs> um, so that was a really fantastic, like, surprise that the universe gave me. And so um, I, you know, put together this this um, manuscript of, you know, all of the poems that I had written about my body so far, um, about not just my body, but about bodies and about accepting bodies and moving through the world in our bodies and speaking kindly to our bodies. And um, so, you know, I put together this manuscript and I, I am so proud of it. Um, it should be released probably sometime around summer when summer starts. So um, hopefully when there's no more snow in Canada, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woohoo, summer, what's that feel like? Right, one of my okay. best friends lives in Edmonton, so I know. <laughs> I you know what it's like. Okay, so when your books both get published, I would like you to come back, and okay. I would like you to join me again on the video show so we can talk more about the book and and the experiences. And, and you know, I would love to be a contribution to help get that book out there more. Um, for you, but also for the people that will really are looking to read something that will be that contribution. So uh, I would love yeah. to have you come back. So where, where in the world are you? Where can people see you live? Um, well, I'm in Oklahoma, um, which is a place. I don't know if you know that's a thing. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> I am I'm located actually just south of Oklahoma City. Um, but I perform um, as much and as often as I can. We have a weekly open mic um, in Oklahoma City um, at Sauce, um, which is a, a place in the Paseo Arts District, um, and that's every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Obviously, I'm not there right now, um, <laughs> but um, but um, I do open mics there. Um, we also have, um, in my hometown of Norman, um, the the university that's here, the University of Oklahoma, has a, a open um, called Wright Club, um, and so that meets uh, every other Monday. Um, and there are national competitions that I perform at, um, just in rotating years when time and money allow. But um, I just got back from the Women of the World Poetry Slam, which is all of the top female poets in from everywhere. Um, competing, and I, I took seventh in that competition. I took, I was one of the finalists um, two years before that, um, and then I compete also um, sometimes at the National Poetry Slam, which happens yearly in different cities, um, and then uh, the Individual World Poetry Slam, which I took third in the world at in 2012. Wow. So. <laughs> okay, so in other words, I'll just break it down really small. You're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Thank Mostly goodness. on my Tumblr in the middle of the night. That's right. In the middle of the night. <laughs> right. And it's the middle of the night because that's when you're working. Yeah. I work overnight. So usually midnight to 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Wow. So are you still like, would this normally be your sleeping time? You'd be up by this time. Yeah. No, I would I would usually wake up about 9 a.m., but I um, I took Benadryl this morning to go to sleep really early. So I am I am awake and ready to rock and roll. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you for doing for that for me, for all of the listeners, and uh, 
Wow, what a contribution. You know, if if there was one additional thing that you would love to be able to do in your life, Melissa, what would it be? Oh, to be able to do. <clears throat> um, I really love to be able to work with adult women, um, specifically, um, in a way that kind of builds them up and empowers them. I think the one thing that I kind of always thought when I was younger was, gosh, I can't wait to be grown because then I won't have all of this turmoil and problems with loving myself and accepting myself. And I think the thing that kind of um, kind of woke me up in that when I was older is it doesn't go away. And a lot of times um, adult as adults, you know, it becomes kind of like this internalized mantra that we tell ourselves all the time, not good enough not beautiful enough, not kind enough, not caring enough, not, you know, um, not what we are not. Um, I really wish I could work exclusively with adult women and empowering them to see their beauty and to treat themselves the way that they would treat someone that they love. Um, Mm. That has been revolutionary for me is, you know, really monitoring my inner dialogue to make sure I am only saying things to myself that I would say to somebody that I love and care about because Mm. I, am somebody that I love and care about. That that is fantastic. And you know what just jumped in my head when you said that is women of the world have been known for the people that care for for others, that are loving and kind, and we're the soft place to land, and yet we're not the soft place to land for ourselves. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, being a soft place to land for yourself. Because if you aren't home in your body, you can't be safety for anyone else. Exactly, exactly. I have a a comment from a listener. She says, "Body, thank you for what you are. You make me what I am." Hmm. Gosh, I need to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) we've got so many listeners that are listening. They're listening live. They're listening in. They'll be listening in the replay for years to come to this show. And uh, whenever, whenever you're listening. Whatever it is that you hear, please, if one one thing that you've heard today on this show sparks something in you to step forward, to be seen for the beauty that you are, for the contribution that you are, please do it. Please do it. You're, you're going to make such a difference with those people around, and especially with, with um, the children and the teens in the world. You know, uh, I have a young daughter, young, she's 17 years old. She's as skinny as can be, Melissa. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She couldn't beat herself up anymore if if she tried. Right. Yeah. It, absolutely. It it makes no difference what physical size you are. Um, we are all looking to try to become perfection, and we already are. <laughs> we we already are the perfection we were made. You know, I, I think about you haven't had a, a baby or anything, Melissa, but you know when babies are really really little. Right when they're when they're very small and they've got those big beautiful cheeks and the chubby legs and the chubby yeah. little feet and everybody's like oh my god you know and and if if you had a baby and and God it's unfortunate this does happen but if you had a baby who was very skinny and weak and you know you would go oh my gosh this baby is so sick right yeah. and and when does that flip <laughs> like what I don't age. Know. It's just the weirdest, wackiest thing that we've decided, you know. Um, would it take for every single one of us to, to just really step into 
owning who we are and seeing the gift and the contribution, the person beside us that they are. And seeing right. seeing beyond the body, not excluding the body, but beyond it, because there's so much more. There's a soul inside of that body wanting to be touched. Yeah, absolutely. And wanting absolutely. to be embraced. You're so right. I don't know where it flips. I guess I never grew out of my baby fat. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. It... Yeah, you know, I don't right. remember. I, yeah. I, I, I don't remember ever being. I just wasn't. I just wasn't a teeny tiny little girl. I don't. I don't remember that. I feel like I've always been. Oh gosh, me either. I am. Yeah. And yeah. I've never been thin. Never. I mean, I was an. I was a. I was an overweight two year old. You know, <laughs> like I remember the first time anybody ever, like I ever heard the word diet in association with my name. I was probably four, five. Um. And, and have had negative thoughts about my body for as long. And I think that, you know, um, it's something generational that carries over, you know, because my, my, my mother, my biological mother, um, she struggled with her own weight and her own body, which fluctuated much of my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would watch her internalize her body issues and I would almost learn it like a song. You know? Right. Um, and, I, I, you know, those, when you break that cycle, that mold, and you refuse to say negative things about your body, it changes the dynamic of the narratives that come after you. And so it's really like breaking a generational curse by saying, I refuse to internalize hate about my body because I don't want that to be the narrative that the patients after me learn. Right. And it's really interesting because when uh, centuries and centuries ago when someone had curves like you and I do, we were looked at as being rich and wealthy. Oh, yeah. There's still places in the world where that's a thing. <laughs> right. Okay, where is that? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, Nigeria, I believe. Um, the yeah. larger you are just means that you're, you know, well-to-do because you can afford to eat. Um, afford to eat. Well, I'm grateful yeah. that we can afford to eat, and I'm grateful yeah. to, for the contribution of this show and for having you in the world, Melissa. You are you. a contribution. Um, seriously, it's it's been so amazing. Um, we've only got a few few seconds left. Again, if you want to collect con- collect connect with Melissa, please go over to uh, in, uh, Facebook and you can connect with Melissa Manny's there. Um, I'll post her links on my page on Inspired Choices. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Please keep doing thank what you're you. doing and uh, have a great night at work tonight. I know I thank have. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for listening, and thanks for having me, Christine. (laughs) You're welcome. See everybody next week. I've got an amazing guest, Cass Thomas from Rome. I can't wait to tell you all about her. Bye for now. Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.